Well, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Forever Bristol City for- Forecast, the Forever Bristol City Podcast. Uh, it's bad news from uh, South East London this evening. City's unbeaten run of f- a massive five games come to an end because it finished Millwall 1, Bristol City 0. Joining me this evening are uh, Ian and uh, Mark. Uh, Ian's given us agenda, which we we'll sort of stick to. Ian, so thank you for that. I've actually printed it out, so we will pay uh, respect to that. Uh, guys, I'll come to you first, uh, Ian. Uh, a quick 30 seconds on the game in general. Over to you. Quick 30 seconds on the game. Um, our uh, We lined up 3-5-2. Um, I think we completely lacked creativity for most of the night. We had a, a decent spell first 15 minutes of the second half. After that, it uh, it fell apart. We had one shot on target, and uh, it was a very, very easy game for uh, Millwall's keeper uh, after the first 15 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Mark, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, City, fr- City fr- frustrating as hell. Lots of promise, uh, but no delivery. First 15 minutes of the second half, City looked like the only team that were going to win. Once they went behind, completely lost their way. Back in some frustrating, great forward balls let down by awful, uh, awful, awful defending uh, when he let Sa- when he let Savile through and uh, Billy Mitchell get a shot and off the end. Lack of quality, lack of wells, uh, unfortunately, and... Uh, we uh, have to hope we, we do something better against Peterborough against what was a very, very scrappy Millwall team. Uh, they were they were scrappy. Don't alter the fact that they uh, they their unbeaten run is six games now, if I heard uh, correctly. Symbol is on uh, here on the text. Thought we played well for most of the second half. Don't know what you're on about, Headhunter. Well, no, we've we're, we're fair. We played very good for the first fifteen minutes of. Uh, the second half, but I think a totally inept performance by uh, Chris Martin was summed up when he just couldn't get his shot away. But uh, more of uh, more of that uh, later. I mean, yeah, the starting lineup there was no praise for um, uh, Cameron Pring or Naki Wells. In came um, Nathan Baker, and nobody would have denied. Uh, Joe Williams coming into the starting lineup. Uh, Ian, you've already talked about uh, <clears throat> shape, saying it was three five two or five three two, whichever way you want to look at it. You, you've just said that the midfield lacked creativity. Um, it, 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 you know, do you, so what we're really saying is that all three players that were there, they haven't got a an ounce of creativity in them, or they didn't display it this evening. Your thoughts on that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say an ounce uh, because Backinson can be very creative. Um, James can take a decent free kick, so that's creative. Uh, Joe Williams, I think, is a, a guy that likes to bomb up and down, and he's obviously not 100% fit. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, tonight, we let in uh, a poor goal. It came from a stake from... Backinson and Backinson is that player that makes that mistake. He gives the ball away in key areas, and when you turn over possession in a key area like that, um, you you can't be surprised when somebody goes through. It was a penalty. 
Uh, I've seen the replay a couple of times. Atkinson kicked him. Um, so, but I wouldn't blame Atkinson because uh, a phobia was thrown goal. Now, that if you if you contrast that with this, when the same thing happened to Andy Byman in the first half, and the same thing happened with Chris Martin in the second half. Chris Martin just didn't have the legs to get forward and get in the box to have a chance of being fouled. He came back, cut inside, and finished playing and finished up playing it to um, three Millwall players. And if we don't find a way of holding the ball and linking play, and that's something that Chris Martin is normally fairly good at, um, then we're going to have a problem because sometimes you, you could erect a wall on the halfway line because the ball goes forward, then it comes straight back. Mm. And it, it must be frustrating for the defence. I mean, we had... 49% possession uh, tonight, which is really high for City because normally if we win a game, our possession's at best in the high 30s. So we, we didn't lose out on possession as much as we normally do, uh, but Millwall aren't really a possession-based team. They like to uh, ping the big diagonal to Matt Smith. They're obviously trying to do that. Um, but I'm... I'm, I'm a little concerned about um, the injuries. Yeah, well, let's talk about injuries and let's talk about injuries and Nathan Baker in uh, a second. Um, Mark, I mean, it was interesting seeing uh, a team line up against us, which had four of our favourites in there. Benica Phoebe, who's got knees like uh, China, but, you know, he was a thorn in the side. Matty Smith. Uh, I thought he had a quiet game for him and George Savile who had a period uh, on loan here. I think it was in the promotion season. And uh, uh, Mark, a phobie, uh, he bought two good saves from uh, Dan Bentley in the uh, in the first uh, half of the game, didn't he? So, you know, he's still got a little bit about him, hasn't he, Bennett? Yeah, I mean, we I think we coped with him pretty well for most of the first half. But after Baker went off, we lost concentration and there was a ball just headed over the top of Atkinson uh, and it might have been Callas and they, you know, Phobie just crept through completely uh, unmarked, but Bentley brilliant off his line and blocked him out and then a cross slung in uh, from uh, from deep near the end of the first half. I think Dan got uh, fingers on it. If it was, it was absolutely world-class save down to yeah. his left. I mean, he, the guy is just tremendous. Shots yeah. Well, he did. And look at what he down. did. I know we're jumping forward. I mean, look at what he did towards the end where Savile capitalised on more sloppy play at the back and uh, didn't get his own shot away, but set it up for uh, Billy Mitchell. No member of the family, as they say on EastEnders. <laughs> but uh, Family, he got down well to his left uh, to save that, didn't it? Because, you know, yeah. how many times in the last three... I know we've had this unbeaten run of five games, but how many times yeah. has Bentley kept us in games? You know, and there's echoes of last season. You remember we won the first four games, and other than Stoke yeah. away, we could have been hammered in all of them. But there we go. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Nathan Baker. This is one of Ian's... Uh, uh, interesting uh, subjects that he likes to talk about. He's been rewarded with a two-year contract. I don't think he started every game, but he's gone off in two of them and he's gone off today inside the first 30 minutes. Is he injury prone? Is it mental? Have we made a mistake giving him a two-year contract? So, Ian, let me come to Ian on that. Okay, oh, Ian, on Baker. <laughs> Baker, you can talk about it as well, Mark, but let's let Ian have his say on that. 
Thanks. Go on. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, whether we we've made a mistake, you'll have to see in the fullness of time. Um, fit and on form, Nathan Baker is arguably the best defender at the club. It, it would probably be him or Thomas Callas. So I'm not a Nathan Nathan Baker detractor, but I think that's between 20 and 25 times now that he's gone off since he's been with the club. We firstly had that loan period, then we signed him permanently. And we've now signed him again. And he's gone off between 20 and 25 times before half time. And yeah. on a lot of occasions, he plays the following Saturday. So it's not bad injuries. It's not like when, you know, it's like last season, he tore his hamstring playing against Villa in a friendly. Um, and we didn't see him until right at the end of the season. And I, he was just playing his way back into form then. Um, so. Um, I, I think, I think there is a there is a problem. I don't know if it's a psychological problem with the lad, but it's something that we need to look at because we've got. If you look at the centre backs, we've got we've got Kundi, uh, who should be back after the international break, but has never played in the championship. Um, you've got Thomas Callas, that's, and you've got Zach Viner, and and those are your three right-sided centre-backs, and then you've got Baker and Atkinson. And I would say after tonight, you you could look at Cam Pring as being uh, a player that can play at left centre-back because I think I think he was the best of our substitutes tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. O'Dowda started okay, um, but then we couldn't get the ball to him enough and in good areas. Yeah, but when you do get it to him, Ian, look, I, I know I got a thing about O'Dowda, right? But I, no. I thought he lost, uh, I thought he lost possession for the, for the incident that led to the penalty, but he didn't, but he was on his ass up the field. He's so lightweight. And when we were one nil down late on in the game, he did a half assed challenge about 10 yards outside our area. You know, I mean him, as somebody said on here, Vyman, Martin, Cod, Palmer, this is AABCFC, were dreadful, yeah? And Callum O'Dowda, what's this, year, season six with us? Certainly season five. You know, he's a waste of a shirt time and time again, you know, and you expect him to come on as an impact, so Jesus. You know, he didn't, he had no impact on the game at all, did he? Well, he's, he's, he hasn't put for a couple of seasons. He hasn't had a run of t- games in the team because he's uh, he's been injured. But he came on when he came on. He got down the left. He was free on the left, and he slung in a cross which he overhit, and then he disappeared like the rest of the team after the goal. Going back to Campering, I thought he was excellent in place of Baker. Play, play, you know, good, good, good ball distribution, uh, good, good tackling, good position. I had no problems with him replacing Baker at all. When, mm. Once Williams went off, I think Tomo's mentioned. I mean, with with Palmer, he just offered offered nothing really. He loses the ball possession too easily, and he offered nothing uh, go, going forward. So really, the both substitutions after you know the, the Silva going off for for O'Dowda and Palmer coming on for Williams just really affected City's chance because apart from trying to sling crosses in. We offered nothing after that, and then the no. midfield players got other got got goal side of the ball. No. Even when we the centre back split, and that was good. Atkinson and Callas taking the ball down the pitch, but if they're going to run that deep, run into the area to get yeah. you know take a chance, take a risk, especially if they're losing. What's the what's the what's the problem? Take a risk, get on the end of a cross, 
Yeah. Ian, what did you think of uh, Joe Williams tonight and George Tanner? Talk about those two players in particular. I thought George Tanner had a good game, uh, particularly in the second half when he got forward more. Um, Joe Williams, I thought, was good while he lasted. And he lasted about 60 minutes, didn't he? Mm. Um, and that's to be expected um, when he's been out as long as he has. So hopefully it was cramp that he went off with. It seemed like it. He went off and he was smiling and not holding his hamstring or his calf or anything. Like He just... He had that resigned look on his face to say, hang on a minute, this is a little bit different from the under-23s. Um, so, yeah, I was impressed with him. But what we've, one of the problems, the big problem that we've got, and I'll keep going on about this, is shots on target. Mm, one again tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. One, one yeah, shot one, on one. target tonight. We had, we had three shots on target at QPR and scored two goals. Right? And we should have lost that game. Look, we should have lost the Luton game. We should have lost the QPR game. And we should have lost the Fulham game. Okay, I'm not saying we played badly against Fulham. We didn't. But they were so much better than us. It was unbelievable. And they should be because of all the money they've had to spend. And they've been in the Premier League and the wages they can pay. So I'm not surprised that they're better than us. That doesn't apply to Millwall. And I didn't think Millwall, I didn't think they were a terrible side. But I don't think they were that great. No. And had we scored, we would have got at least a point. Uh, uh, but to be fair, had it not been for Bentley, we could have got we could have got beat three or four tonight. Yeah, no, you're I right. Ian. His job. I know yeah. it's his job to make those saves before somebody says, "Well, yeah, I say that for any keeper." Bristol City put out a tweet saying, "Oh, Dan Bentley, wonderful, you know, eleven eleven saves." That's not a good thing. No. If well, if you look at the, sorry, and if you look at the last four games, never mind the saves. If you look at the last four games, right? It's been it's it's not far short of seventy shots. I don't know the exact number on target, but why are we get letting so many shots in? Because people are trying from distance. Are we giving people the space? But you know, yeah, eleven saves, fantastic. But why? Yet we say we've got two good central defenders in in Callas and Atkinson. Well, we are because we, but, we we're poor you know, we're they, poor they, in possession, aren't we? we? We we can't keep hold of the ball. Yeah, we we, we keep giving the ball up, and as I say, forty nine percent possession is a lot for us. Yeah, um, we don't dominate possession, and when we do dominate possession, we don't know what to do with the damn thing. You know how many how many we saves did, we did dominate at the start of the second did, half. Ian, hang on a minute, and, and, but that forcing corners, but that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but how many how many Saves did their keeper make in the second half? How many? None. The answer you're none. looking for is none. No. None. Interestingly, interestingly, in the Sky commentator, in, sorry, interestingly, the Sky commentator, when we were like last five, even in added time, or certainly the last five minutes of the game, he said Bristol City don't seem to have any attacking idea, which is an awful thing to have to say, really, isn't it? But a hundred percent true, wasn't it? Well, there's no well, game changer, I mean, no Semenu on the bench, no Wells. I don't know if Wells has returned a, a positive PCR test or he's, or he's got a niggle. Um, just, there, was, there was just no quality there. But one of those midfield players has got to try and get, get, in, front, get in front of the ball and take a chance. And they, they didn't. It was very safe in front of the Millwall back three. Would you mm. agree with that, Ian? 
Well, I mean, basically, uh, Wales could have the trots. We, we we just don't know. I mean, he could have an upset mm. stomach, the flu. Anything you don't think he was pissed off at being dropped out of the starting lineup no, after a decent showing? No, because that's what the no, that's what the ne'er do wells say. Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't start don't start all that conspiracy theory bullshit. <laughs> that just gets on my, that just gets on my nerves. No. Um, <laughs> After the game he played on Saturday, would he have been cheesed off at being dropped? Yeah, so would I. I would have started him tonight instead of Oyman. Um, the player we need to give a rest, in my humble opinion, is Chris Martin. Hundred um, percent. But we haven't we haven't got a player of that type to give him a rest for. So if so, if you play Voiman, who really lacks physicality, and you you play. Wells, who ain't the biggest man in the world, you've got to play a ton more football because it's no good no good launching the ball forward like we do towards Martin. And and that's another tactic that I'd like to see getting a bit. Get the ball forward to but the the problem is if he's getting the ball and he's got a bloke driving through him from behind, he needs players he can play it off to and then people making third man runs. Now yeah. That was a di- that was a difference. Half, if you saw the difference half. between him and Thobie, he held on to the ball. He was a lot stronger in possession near a goal, and he was able to bring players into play. Martin couldn't do that. Well, he couldn't. And I mean, I thought Backinson was was getting pushed out to the left hand side. I can see the sense in that. Get a bit of height in front of De Silva, who I thought was really good until he went off. Um, I think he's. Um, uh, he was doing okay out there and he, he looked reasonably bright. Uh, I don't know whether his problem is his lack of concentration, whether he runs out a bit of energy. I mean, in terms of tackling, his tackling's not great for a, for a big unit. He's a big kid. But, I mean, it, you know, if, if I was going to get block tackled by anybody in our midfield or our defence, I'd pick him out of all of them. Um, so I, I think he we've, we need to do something, whether it's it's a change of formation system or whatever, yeah. so that we can get the ball down forward and attack with greater tempo yeah. and greater rhythm. I, well, I, I'm still saying I don't know what our identity is. Well, so don't, we, we, know, don't, not we a, don't. We don't know that. We don't know that. Um, again, yeah, somebody's uh, AABCFC said, agree with Ian, not sufficient shots. Is it down to the forwards or the midfield? Now, we talked about Chris Martin. Correct me if I'm wrong. As he started every game, he's not been rested, has he? Yeah. And he looks no, no, shot. I think he, has. he looks absolutely shot. I don't know how old he is compared to Benicophobi, but Benicophobi was still looking lively in the closing stages of the game. And AABCFC goes on to say, is it down to the forwards or the midfield? And then I'll come to you first. Uh, Mark and you, Ian, on this. Matty James, he's in the side, come what may. And he doesn't... Is he one of these players that he's an unsung hero because he's working really hard? Sounds like a political statement. We're working really hard to sort out this fuel crisis. Is he somebody who works really hard? Or should we expect a little bit more? Because his dead balls, I think he took most of the corners today, bang average. So you first, Mark, you know, is 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 Matty James? Have we overpraised him so far this season in terms of what he's doing? You know, what 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 has he bought other than experience and stability? Should should we be looking more to him for that creative spark, or is that not his game? Yeah, no, I think we should. 
um, I think he's what you know he's playing a sort of quarterback role that um, Marlon Pack did at the end of his, his City career. He's able to bring the ball out from the edge of the box, but he, he never really he doesn't get ahead of the ball. He likes he can play the put the ball through. He plays some good balls over over the top, and he it's the old the old, I mean the first few games is free kicks, you know, hitting him, uh, you know, hitting him, uh, chipping him into the area. We're, we're bringing his goals, but he, he hasn't played that well since then. So he was really playing playing behind, and with Backinson and. and uh, uh, and Williams trying to offer a little bit more. Williams was turning over some good possession in the, in the yeah. middle of the pitch, but yeah, I think we should we should expect a bit more. I think he's got got a shot on him, but he, mm. he threatens to do. He's, he he threatens to deliver, but he doesn't really he yeah. do it. Ian, what do you think about that? You know, I'm not trying to criticise, but we're 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 sort of saying, yeah, we got two good central defenders, and you know, we got Mac. But what's he what's he doing? Yeah, because I thought Joe Williams today, I thought he did okay until he went off injured. And when we had that dominant spell at the start of the second, he was buzzing in all of that. But what's your view on uh, Matty James, Ian? And indeed, anybody who wants to text in, because we got a lot of people contributing by text this evening. So uh, thanks for that. But Ian, your thoughts on James? <laughs> Well, I, I think Matty James is, is a is a decent player, but he's not a player that's going to set the world alight. Uh, but if you look at all of our midfield players, apart from I would say Backinson, uh, and if you call Palmer a midfield player, they haven't really got many goals in them. And this is one of the big problems with our entire team, is that if you look at the midfield tonight, Backinson scores worldies. Uh, let's be honest, when he, he gets goals, he gets good ones. But three uh, a season is probably the most you could expect from him, isn't it, realistically? I know he's not experienced, yeah. so, but and, yeah. So James James is another guy, three a season. Um, Joe William don't get a lot of goals. No. Uh, so you look at that and you go, OK, well, we can bring Ando Masengo in, who I think we've missed. He hasn't got a goal or assist yet, although I will, I, I'd give him an assist for what he did at, at QPR. QPR, goal yeah. But apparently the last touch was Feynman, so he gets the assist. But That's look, it. We haven't we haven't got enough goals in the team. The two blokes up front, you'd be very lucky if either of them got any more than about ten a season. Yeah, am I right in saying Ian that Vyman, Because it was comment the the uh, Sky commentator made. Now not the most informed, but I think he said Vyman's got four goals, but he's only scored he scored two braces, didn't he? Yes, which is. Great. Is it two braces that he's got? Is that Reading, Reading and Cardiff? Yeah. So he's got two twos, but the rest of the time, as I say, he's been missing in action. And in his whole career, which is probably ten seasons at the highest level, Ian, he's he. It would be exceptional for him to get more than a dozen goals, wouldn't it? Agreed. That's what I just said. Hmm. Yeah, and the only player that we've ever had, the only player player we've ever had in the last 10 years that has outperformed his statistics, and again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, was Aaron Wilbraham. Because that year we went up, did Wilbraham get 15 or 20? Yeah. And if you look uh, back uh, on his got, career record, 18, yeah, my God, that, you look back on his career record, that was his best ever season for scoring, I think, wasn't it? That season with us. Well, it, well Dave, it would be. We were... Uh, the best team in the division <coughs> over three goals. I mean, I'd, I, if I'd have played up front, I'd have got ten. You might have got a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if if you, it's a difference. If you're playing for a good team that provides service and has got goals in it, then you know 
you look at some of the players we had in that side who walk into our side now. You know, Luke Aylin, for example. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened to him. He he disappeared when he left, <laughs> no, Sydney, didn't he? On the verge of the England squad. Um, you know, a player like Luke Freeman, which is, I think, a role that we could use Callum O'Dowd in because you need pace and you need some goals. But once again, let's just bring the wide players in. Callum O'Dowd, a scorer of great goals, not a great goal scorer. Yeah. Antoine Semenyo doesn't get a lot of goals. Uh, good on assists. Now, yeah. there's another player that was missing. Where is he? Well, Where what about Zach? What about Zach Viner? He's injured. He's. He, I think he's. He's got an injury. I don't know what. But Dave Febs uh, popped up on on OTIP tonight and said that uh, he, Fleming said he's injured. So there's there's no conspiracy about about him. Um, obviously, we don't right, know what happened. Dave, we've had a, a few. Dave, Sorry, a few on, people comment about about your microphone. They're saying, "Please turn it down because you're blaring out at a thousand miles an hour." Oh, well, there we go. Well, that makes a change from last weekend. So I'm going to bring my microphone down. There we go. That's Maybe hopefully. Hopefully, that's what. I mean, look, um, who is it? Steve has said on here. Steve has said on here. Some won't like it. We are missing dot, 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 dot. Jamie Patterson. Far more consistent than Palmer, Backinson, and Callum O'Dowder. He's been very good for Swansea. They lost tonight, I think, but uh, he did score a goal. Mark, you first. I mean, are we missing Jamie Patterson? He's a player that probably might have been tempted to stay, or was he a bad egg in the dressing room? Yeah, was was he one of the ones that we got out the club? You love a a conspiracy. I do. I do. Building building seven in uh, nine eleven. Yeah. He, he, yeah, it was yeah, somebody, and America was never landed on the moon either, did they? They didn't. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Have you ever? Anyway, by my mind, sir. Anyway, Jamie yeah, Patterson, you... Mark, Jamie Patterson, mistake to let him go or not? And I'm just yeah, quoting Steve. Knows, but he was a player. He was a he was a player that could play in that number eight role where he played with Vyman at the start of last season when we've won those first four games. And he could take a return pass down the middle and get the odd goal. But again, Ian will tell you, and you know, the midfield players, they just didn't score enough goals. Complete no. inconsistent. Lots of injuries last season. He was at the end of his contract, really. And, you know, he wasn't... I'm sure there's a lot of players of the same quality as him. I mean, Swansea aren't doing that well. He, I think the goal he scored is probably a consolation goal. He's got a couple of them. And apart yeah. from beating us, I don't. I think they've only won one other game, if, if that, yeah. haven't they, Swansea? So yeah, they that's play true. Nice fo- they play nice football and can't do anything. We, oh. We've got no identity. But uh, I thought we were more competitive. Mm. We, look, we look solid. I mean, those two performances against Mill last season, when I think Bielkowski in the... The uh, the four one defeat and definitely Rowett after they beat us at Aston Gate said what a soft touch we are we weren't we certainly uh, are no shrinking violets now but we've got no quality that's the problem yeah Ian your thoughts on um, Patterson I mean he had his day somebody said he's more consistent than uh, Palmer Backinson and Adada that's setting a very low bar, low the bar probably <laughs> yeah I mean but Jamie Patterson you know. No, no, no regrets losing him with this problem we seem to have in the middle of the park. No, he would be the solution to the problem we've got. Um, we're, we're, in a, on a lot of occasions, we're not playing good football. 
Um, and those occasions were Preston at home, Luton at home tonight, um, where it, you can't play, you can't be good for 15 minutes in a match unless you can be good for 15 minutes and score, you know, two or three goals and then be bang average for the rest of the game, that would be fine. If we'd have scored two tonight, we'd have won the game. And I think if we'd have scored first, we would have possibly won the game because Millwall don't score goals. Their, their goal scoring is um, won a game. We're ours. And, and, and they're, yeah. And I mean, we're playing another side uh, on Saturday in Peterborough who play... Uh, who, who get one goal a game and concede two. That's yeah, although well, how did they get on tonight? Did they draw against Bournemouth? Yeah, that's a good draw for them against Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. it's an well, excellent yeah. draw. It's, a, it's an excellent draw, and I'd, I'd take a draw at home against Bournemouth now because I just, you know, okay, people say, well, you know, we'll have Masengo back, but he's, but he's not, he's not, he's not back this side of the international break. Well, I think he's out. Bournemouth this side of the inter- yeah, but. Dave, no, I'm talking about next Bournemouth game. I'm talking games. about next game. Yeah, sorry. No, you're, no, no I'm on about the Bournemouth after. game. Yeah. Oh, Masengo will be back for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Masengo so, will be back for that. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking, um, <laughs> look, you know, he comes back in, but once again, no goals, no assists. So someone's got to tell me where the shot's on target and where the goals are coming from. It's as simple as that. So... You know, it, because if you don't have the shots on target, you ain't going to score the goals. And if you don't score the goals, you're not going to be able to keep a clean sheet. I mean, we don't keep many clean sheets anyway. I don't know how many we've kept this season. One or two. One, I think, against Preston. Um, yeah. So, we we can't say, well, we've got such a brilliant defence because our defence is under way too much pressure. Now, what all the people down there that have got the time to do it have got to look at is how do we stop that from from happening? If, if you look at Peterborough, we're, we might as well go on and discuss that game, uh, rather than spend time discussing Jamie Patterson. Um, you know, if you look at Peter, Peterborough tonight, they're at home. They had 38% possession, which is similar to what we have against good sides. Uh, four shots in the game, one on target, four corners, and they committed 12 fouls. So... It's it's a big it's a big quality issue, um, and the, the, all the analysts and, and coaches have got to sit down and say, right, well, okay, we're we're not effective enough in the final third. What are we going to do about it? Can what I just say there, Ian? You've picked that up. We're not effective in the final third, and the defence is under too much pressure all the time, which is why we're not keeping clean sheets. So you end up pointing the finger. At the middle, where when we've got a fully fit squad, we've got a surfeit of players in what you would classify. I've got it written down here from mid-season. You know, if you look at our midfield, you know, Andy King, not played, could add something. Maybe he can't play every week, but Andy King, Matty James, Masengo, Palmer, Scott, Backinson, Williams. Maybe you throw Dowder in there as well. Now, some of those haven't, featured very much but you know is we keep coming back to it if the defense is under pressure and the attack aren't being given enough opportunities you blame midfield or is it the attack aren't mobile enough and you would say Vyman is a mobile player 
Yeah, Chris Martin clearly isn't. You know, we don't get enough crosses in for Chris Martin to use his heading ability anywhere. What is what is missing? And you know, Ian, midfield goals. Name me a player that in the championship or maybe League One that you see as a, a midfielder that would get you ten, get you into double figures in goals. Because do they exist? Bobby Reed. But he's a premier. He's no, he's he's a he's a championship player. Yeah, Bobby Reed. He we, he played for Fulham Saturday. So yeah, you know. But you've got to pay a lot of money for those players. A Harry Wilson at Fulham. He it's cost million, twelve million. million. Yeah, yeah. So if you want if you want goals and you want consistent goals, the lad that scored for them tonight, Jed Wallace, good player. But I don't know what you'd have to give Millwall to get him. Um. So I, I, I'm looking at how we're playing and I'm looking at how do, where do I think the goals are going to come from. And I said this right at the start of the season when we were saying, well, do we need a striker? And, and then Nigel Pearson, I think, contradicted himself when he said, I didn't buy a striker because I've got Naki Wells, I've got Chris Martin, I've got Andy Vyman, and I've got all these young lads. Then he's, yeah, but he's not playing. But isn't it time to play the young lads now? Then now Tommy Conway's injured. What? He doesn't seem. He seems yeah. to have the ick with Britain, who's the logical replacement because Chris Martin's playing every week. And you say we always play with the big man. Otherwise, we have to change the style of play. Well, we got to do something, surely now. Yeah, I don't or is, think. Well, I don't think not. I don't think Pearson thinks s- that Britain's fit enough to play Championship football. Whether that as an impact player, or definitely not as a starter. Well, that's what he said. I mean, so it's mm. not a matter of that. Well, I don't think... But what, what is a what 20... How old, how old is Britain? How old is Britain? 20, 21, 22? Like he's had a pre... Like he's that. had a pre-season like everybody else. So what? What's he, what's he doing that he hasn't got this fitness? Well, he was actually injured. Um, and he had uh, treatment on that. He's now back. I can't see how, how he's not fit enough to play 20 minutes. Exactly. Uh, as an impact As an impact substitute. Okay. Yeah, so, but that's my, but but my point is he then contradicted himself by saying, "Well, the under twenty threes, you know, anybody can stand out in the under twenty threes. Saiku Jana, another player going mm. very well in the under twenty threes, played for the first team, scored two goals. I think he's been on the bench once since and didn't play yeah. or came yeah. on and didn't do much. So, you know, it may be time to say, well, look, we 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 do need." to play with more energy and more pace up front. Uh, but, it, I, I, you know, to say, well, the under-23 isn't really any good, but we're going to keep the players here and we're going to develop them here rather than put them out on loan seems a contradiction in terms to me. Yeah. You know, because you're saying, well, we're going to keep it. Where are you going to develop them? Yeah. Well, they play in the under-23s. Yeah, but you just said the <laughs> under-23s weren't any good. I don't think the players that we've got, like Britain, Jana, uh, Sam Pearson, uh, Tommy, Tommy Conway, Conway Bell. Sam Bell. Uh, young, young Sam Bell. I don't think they're going to develop any more in the under-23. So I think they'd all be better off, or at least two or three of them, out on loan. And if he thinks that Britain's not fit enough to, to play in the championship, get him out on loan to somebody in, yeah. you know, League 2 or League I 1. I mean, Steve, why, Steve why has you, said, why, why yeah. Why do you do that? 
Yeah, Steve has said on here, he said, have you seen Britain play much, Dave? Hardly moves around the pitch. It, no, Steve, you're absolutely right. I haven't seen him in a manner. I'm, I'm just jumping on the bandwagon of it. He's a big lump and we need an alternative to Chris Martin. So uh, you're absolutely well, right. Said, the, only thing we, the only thing we saw was that cameo appearance against Brentford where he, I think he, he flattened Pontus Janssen, which, which uh, you know, cheered me up. No, it takes a lot to do that. The goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's um, it's 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 difficult. It's it's just a conundrum, but it's been going uh, good enough. I mean, well, Tomo, he does watch really, all the under twenty three games, and he said simply, yeah. Britain is not good enough, not related to fitness. He's just saying he's not a very good uh, f- he's not a very good footballer. Uh, if, Britain, if Semenyo, and, if Semenyo yeah. and Wells are missing Saturday, then when we have got a problem because there's just no there's no real depth there, is there in in, in the squad? Well, you can bring Alex Scott on and just, you know, you could play a 4-5-1, couldn't you? Or something silly like that, if uh, we want to. But look, moving on. Sorry, Ian. Is Semenyo definitely injured? Yeah, apparently Fleming said he's injured. I don't know what what his injury is, but Dave Feb said on OTIB tonight that he's injured. And Fleming also said that Naki uh, felt his groin a bit in the pre-match warm-up, and as somebody put on the text feed earlier on, I can't remember who it was, maybe when he told he was only going to be a sub, it's very easy to say, I've pulled my groin, you know, because he probably knew <laughs> that he'd only be brought on when we were chasing, uh, when we were oh. chasing the game. All right, Ian, I'm looking at your, oh, I'm looking at, we, we, I'm looking at your little agenda here, Ian. So where are we now? Ratings of players in review, one at a time. Formation, team shape, tactics, stats. I'll do them. I think we've done. I think we've done that. We've taken far longer than we should have done. I think we can now yeah. look forward to the Peterborough game because this is another one that we should have won in those six games before the international break. I'm looking a bit sick. I predicted nine points in those six games, and at the moment we've got one, two, five, six. None tonight. I didn't expect us to win tonight. One on Saturday. So, uh, you know, if we get on, um, if, if we beat Peterborough, we'll have got the, uh, we'll have got the nine points that I predicted, which isn't bad. I mean, what would you, how would you line up against uh, Peterborough, uh, Ian? Team shape and tactics, as you uh, put it. I'd, 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 st- I'd stick with a three-five-two because I think we can utilise our players, and you have to assume that certain players are fit and that's it because we start saying well this bloke might be injured this but the only ones let's assume the the guys that missed the game tonight um through injury i mean we don't know about wales and all the rest of it but let's assume that none of them can play at peterborough yeah um who tonight played a 4411 formation having played uh, with three at the back uh, up at Coventry, where they got beat 3-0. So it looks like they went very, very solid against Bournemouth tonight. Two solid banks of four. One player in behind and one up front. And and Johnson Clark-Harris played, which was a bit of a surprise to me because I thought he just got a four-game suspension. Oh, for his now, tweets going back, yeah. Yeah, now whether he's he's seen that out or whatever, but that, that was interesting. Schmodix, who you mentioned, was... Um, came on as a substitute in the 67th minute. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, they will. They have been averaging a goal a game and they've been letting in two. So, it, it's a game where we should go up and attack. It's not one, but um, 
I, I don't think if we want to attack more, it may be that we match that system up and go with a four at the back and go four four one one. I personally I wouldn't, but you've got to look and say, well, who's fit? Um, All right, so look, let's look at the composition of the team then, Ian, on that basis, and Mark would bring you in on this as well. So, Bent's obviously in goal, although he had a... But yeah. I think he, he, he looked a bit... not Well, he had a great game, actually, with the saves, but did I hear correctly that he looked like he might have pulled something in the first half? There was a bit of concern about him, because I heard the Sky reporter mention O'Leary. But anyway, nothing there, I guess. Bent's in goal. So, if it's a back four, Ian... Then is that going to be a back four? Is that Tanner, Callis, Atkinson, Pring? Yeah. Uh, I if the if the silver's fit, I I play the silver there. But okay. You, you could play. You you could play Cam Pring. Let's assume the right. silver's not fit. All right. So, so you said four one, one so. four one. Is that right? Do you, or four four one one one? Yeah. Is that what you were saying? So four, that's your back four. Four four. four, four. Yeah. Four four one one. Hey, Mark, do you agree agree with that? Back if it's about four ten or Callas. Yeah, if you want to match up, I mean Peterborough supposedly played four four one one tonight. So yes, I play. I mean, it might play to Silva in, in front in front of uh, in front of Pring. I don't think that would be too much of a problem. And then you could play Williams, and if it, it, Williams be fine, Williams and James, uh, Williams and James in the middle. Just trying to think, you play play on the right. Well, do you drop? Do you leave? Do you leave? I mean, it's interesting. Do you? Do you? I don't think Backinson's worthy of a place in the team. And as Ian said, if Williams went off injured, if we're out of players because of injury, um, yeah, then Williams doesn't play on Saturday. So, Ian, what would your four be across the middle on Saturday? He's thinking about it. You still there, Ian? Mark, are you still there? Sorry, mate. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gone. I was on, I was on mute. <laughs> he was sorry, on... <laughs> I, I put myself on, on mute. No, but you're doing um, what people said. Etiquette, you know. Yeah. Don't make noise sure. in the background. What's the midfield four for you? If you go four, four, one, one, your midfield four. Well, the difficulty is in the right wing position because I don't like Vyman when he plays on that right hand side, but. Uh, in front of De Silva, I'd either play Campring or, or um, Calamo Dowda. But what you can do, uh, if you're doing a four, play Calamo Dowda right wing, uh, James and Williams in the middle, and then play Campring on the left. And yeah. then your one will either be uh, Palmer, Alex Scott. Raymond, or Scott, if if you want, I I would probably. Go what if you with, played Alex uh, Scott in that one behind Vyman, so you can thread the balls through well, to Vyman? You can't play can uh, you can't play Scott wide on the right because that's where he I, I, gave his worst no, no, performance. I, I didn't say I would. No, you didn't I, say so that. I'd no, but that's of, yeah. I'd play one of those three as the ten. Um, it might be an idea to give Vyman a rest, stick him on the bench, and and play Palmer as that guy, and and then. Yeah. You'd have to play Chris Martin up front because we haven't got anybody else who can play. So you're going to flog him into the ground again. So we're going to lack any <laughs> semblance. So we assume that Wales but, is injured then. And he's out Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you look at it, we seem to have a burgeoning injury list, which is unfortunate. So I'm assuming <laughs> Baker won't be back. We've already got Cundy, who's back after the international break. <laughs> the uh, Masengo is out. 
um, until after the international break, at least. Uh, we got Semenyo. We got Viner. We're getting a lot of injuries. Chaps, we're getting a lot of injuries again, aren't we? I mean, is yeah, it the surface up at the It seemed that, that we've seen, we, we, we seen the back of this, haven't we? But in the last couple of weeks... And Ian, you say Cundy... Sorry, sorry, had Mark. Knee surgery, didn't he? Didn't he have knee surgery? In well, the yeah, but you'd, we'd love to see yes, Cundy be be fit. But you know, mm. he hasn't had anything on grass yet, has he? Or has he? So I you say he's he, back he, after he, the international break. He might be available after the international break. But somebody whose only league experience is with Gillingham, you know, he's not generally going to go from no play, no playing at all, uh, not even in the under twenty threes, and straight back in. So it's probably going to take him another month to get up to speed, isn't it? Yeah, even, well, even, even, even to be a, be a squad TV, player. Said, well, yeah, sorry, Ian, go on. He said when he was when he was on Robin's TV, he said that he'd, he'd be back in a couple of weeks. Now that was more than two weeks ago. So you get the international break. That's another two weeks after mm. Saturday. So he should be. He's available in the squad now. I mean, all I know is he. Uh, you know, if you want to start, he won the most aerial challenges in League One, and the. Gillingham fans were raving about him. Now, yeah. people say, "Oh, what? Well, he played in League One." Well, so had Rob Atkinson before. He well, and so had, and so had uh, Tanner. He'd only played in League Two for goodness' sake, and he's after being exactly. given a whipping exactly. at QPR, he's coming. But he looks a fit lad. You know that block tackle he did at the weekend that he got a lot of plaudits for. He's made that right back position yeah. his own, and Danny Simpson would be the backup there. And it's interesting, Ian. You say about Cundy coming back. If if you have a fit, a match fit. Cundy does a match fit Cundy now get in ahead of Zach Viner who's not even making it to the bench at the moment well I mean I'd have to see him see him play for us first but yeah I mean and don't forget if you say well where does he play he plays right side centre back you push Callas in the middle and then you push Atkinson over to left centre back if you're playing a three Mm. Um, but all I know is against Peterborough we need to dominate the ball more and we need to create a huge amount more chances. Well, not a huge amount. We need to create chances like, yeah. like we did. In fairness, we created a couple of really good ones against uh, QPR, didn't we? Yes, we but did. Like I say, yes, we did. Lucky win. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if, if you, we've got, we've still got enough options. We've still got, if we can keep, get the players fit, if the Silver's not fit, then Pring goes to left back if you play a four. And you could bring in somebody like Saiku Jenner um, on the on the left or the right. He can play both sides. But he didn't exactly cover himself with glory in that under twenty three games where he was very profligate. Prof, is that profligate. the right word? Profligate. profligate. That's the word I'm looking for. Apparently, I didn't see the game. Missed chances, and Palmer didn't have a good game. Yet he was rewarded with a place uh, on the bench, which proved decisive because he scored against Fulham. Mark, I'll ask you a quick question here. Steve has said, if Palmer has a chance of ever finally making it at this level, it is as a second striker. He is not a midfield player. And the thing with Palmer, he can do the threaded pass, but has he got the energy to be a striker? I don't see him ever exhibiting pace. He can do a fancy pass, but he's not He's not the answer, is he? Uh, Mark, ask you well, that. I one. think I think it's he, he, he can he, he can you know he can unlock, unlock a defence like we saw against Charlton a couple of years ago, and he's he's you know he's capable of scoring good goals like he did against Northampton you know and in, in, in the Carabao Cup. But he just 
very few and far between. But I think really, really one of the reasons we're playing him in a number 10 role was that he, he, he's far enough up the pitch not to uh, not to affect the defence because when he plays near anywhere near the halfway line and loses the ball, it inevitably leaves us... Uh, yeah, he leaves us vulnerable to counter attack. Like, but yeah, he could he can play as a number ten. I mean, that was a good goal. It was offside on Saturday, but that was a great finish. <laughs> it was a good. He no, it there well. Was no way he should have. Yeah. got you know. Tom, got it in from Tom, Tomo's. Yeah, he, uh, he can play as a number ten. Tomo's echo my point here. He said Palmer looked very average in the under twenty threes, and we lost four one. He should be standout player in that twenty two, and he didn't. Um, he Steve he says didn't George tonight when he came on. He did. Uh, Totally uh, Tomo says Tanner is an actual challenge, knows his uh, position already. Uh, he, folks said, Ian, you lost me with at called COD starting. I agree. Uh, somebody, uh, Tomo made another comment on here. Well, Steve said, Cundy being suggested, really. And then uh, Tomo's put, um, what is it? Cundy was a punt. <laughs> I had to read that twice. That's with a P, don't expect him to feature in the first team. So he's another Britain. You know, we seem to be buying these cart horses. I wonder if you two guys can remember well, back know. in the eighties. Do you remember back in the eighties in the Ginningham, David? Well, exactly. So I don't know what Tomo's. Again, I'll say to Tomo, how many times have you seen uh, Cundy play? But talking about big lumps up front, do you remember back in the eighties? You might remember uh, him. Uh, uh, Ian and Mark, you probably do as well. I think it was in the, the dark days of uh, Division 4. Do you remember that? I think he came from Stockport. John Kerr, do you remember him? Yeah. Do you remember yeah, that yeah, guy? He lasted, he, lasted he, lasted he lasted about half a season, didn't he? <laughs> uh, the, 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 and there was another guy up front um, who was... Uh, um, oh, God, I'm trying to think. We got him from Wigan. He was another one of these lacking mobility strikes. Steve, Steve, Steve Johnson. Steve Johnson, Steve Johnson, that's right. Rambo. Yeah. That's he's, it. He's big, he's, he's big, he's black, he's leading our attacks. That's Johnson. it. That's right. Yeah, never. I mean, well, what we were we... Just think, I used to... <clears throat> Go on, sorry. We, we brought him in because we, we needed a target man because we had two little guys up front because we played a lot more football. We played 4-4-2 and we had Riley and Neville up front who used yeah. to make fantastic runs and all the rest of it. And we, we needed... It was said to be, it's one of the clubs in the bag philosophy. We need a bloke who's a big centre for us. He hardly played for us. Um, Trevor Morgan was another one in that era then, wasn't he? Again, didn't have a great mobility, yeah. wasn't a great goal scorer, but did all right, didn't he? Yeah, he did all right in Division 4, well, didn't he? And, and, and he scored he scored the winner at Seedon Road. He's a player from the past. How would he, and it's interesting, you know, dropping players from the past into the current lineup? I used to call him. He never used to talk to me uh, after matches because Richard Latham told him what I called him, which was Thrapney Bitter and Panglefoot. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about there. Big, big Wayne Allison. Now, what we could do with a player like Wayne Allison, if we could go back in time and transport him forward, he was good for 12 to 15 goals a season, Ian, wasn't he, Wayne Allison? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Once he, he learned how to, uh, how to finish. And he started finishing from further out. If you look at it, I mean, if you look at, would you rather have Fam than either of our front two tonight? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, you would. Um, and, and so I would do. You know, we needed a player similar to that because I think the ones we've got have, have run out of steam a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. That's it. They've run out of and, steam. They've run and, out of steam. And, and if we haven't got anybody 
seriously to replace it. I mean, you, you know, you, it, it's no good talking about, well, current horses and things like that. You haven't seen Cundy play. The, the one game I saw Britain play for the first team, he scored a goal and knocked their centre-halves about. Yeah, now, he made his, created a presence. Out. Yeah. I don't see Andy Vyman or well, Chris Martin knocks him about a little bit, but he tends to get smashed about himself an awful lot. I mean, you're yeah. going to have to get some clouts. So, but this thing about playing the ball forward is moving the air and then he flicks it off. Well, if he flicks it on, we very rarely have anybody on it because they don't think he's going to win it. And when he flicks it sideways, it's invariably to one of their players. So we don't retain the ball well enough. And that is one of the reasons why we don't build up. Our first touch for a lot of the players is terrible. Yeah. And and you, you saw that when, when Matty James come running onto that ball, it was laid back. His first touch is a pass. The defender clears it and he gives away a free kick. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we need... We, we need to be working the goalkeepers a hell of a lot more yeah. and getting people worried about our attack. But, but And they're not. We we're easy to play against from an attacking uh, standpoint. I mean, somebody said, at least it's not so bad that someone's suggested missing Conman Famara. I think what we're probably talking about here is a player with the mobility and aggression of Famara, which in fairness, I think Wayne Allison had and Famara, yeah, he did rip us off in the closing stages. Uh, somebody said, uh, yeah, talking about our, players... That was our fault. I know, no, that I know that. Fault. Well, that was yeah, Mr. Ashton's fault. Somebody said John so Palmer. Somebody said John Palmer, who we I signed for Supermare. Well, no, which one are you talking him. about? A footballer we signed or the one who's not it with us anymore, but who did the Brinks mat, allegedly, and all the smelting? No, anyway, I, we move on. I, I worked with John and, and Terry Cooper told him, I think he, he told him a few hours <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve Torpy was another another one of these big lumps that get a few goals and not enough. And another one who was great, Super Bob alongside him, Robbie Turner. Now you knew when you'd been in a game when you played against Robbie Turner, he was he was a character yeah. as well, on and off the. We ditched uh, him, didn't we? As soon as we went up and sold him a Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Ian Baird, oh God, don't mention that name. I think he gave the V sign to the uh, yeah, crowd the in the enclosure. Not a very not a very nice blow. But look, I mean, we, we've sort of gone off thread. We talked team shape and tactics, threats from them. We've talked about Peterborough's uh, likely potential lineup. It is a game that, you know, we need, we didn't get a performance tonight at all. It was echoes of what had gone on uh, too often over the last... 18 months, most definitely. So let's look forward beyond that. We've got an international break, which will be nice. We'll talk to Dave Fevs during that. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the fact that we did get the nine points in the six games. But to do that, we've got to win. It doesn't get any easier coming up. Ian, point three on his agenda. Um, five games after the international break. And I'm guessing uh, those five games precede the next international break because there's another in November. And I'll just rattle the games off. Ian knows what they are because he wrote this down and I've got his bit of paper here in front of me. But for those of you that haven't, it's Bournemouth at home, Forest at home, West Brom away, Barnsley at home, Birmingham away. Uh, I look at that and the only three points that I would put down as expecting to get from that five is Barnsley at home. They were 1-0 up against Forest, but Forest under... uh, under uh, the man with the face for radio, Steve Cooper. They won 3-1, a bit like me. Uh, They won uh, 3-1 at uh, Barnsley tonight. Ian, um, 
points predicted from the five games from uh, your perspective? I think it would be somewhere between five and seven out of the 15 points. Five to seven, Ian. Yeah, you wouldn't like to speculate on where the... Run through those games Right, Bournemouth home, Forest home, West Brom away, Barnsley home, Birmingham away. Uh, I'm going to stick my neck out and say six. You're going to say six. All right, I'm going to do it. Sticking out out very far, are you? Six points. No. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, let's just do this, right? Bournemouth, I say a loss. Forest home draw. West Brom away loss. Barnsley home win. And Birmingham away draw. So that's uh, three, four, five. five. Yeah. Not looking good. Not looking good. So let's assume, and and again. You know yourself. It's the, <coughs> the, the most city, the most city thing in the world. I know. Would be to beat Bournemouth, lose to Forest, get appointed West Brom, beat Barnsley, and then lose to Birmingham. I know. I so know. You, you, they're very difficult to predict because not very good sides are very difficult to predict because you know if I'd have said to you before the QPR and Fulham games, or oh, we're going to average two points. A game out of those two, you'd have gone, yeah, of course we are, mate, yeah. But we did somehow, yeah. um, and and I really like to see us. Um, I think we need to go to Peterborough on Saturday. The fact we drew tonight, I think we need something from Peterborough, and I don't mean a point. I think we need to win it, yeah, uh, to get us well, back on track. Get us on track because get these players fit after the international break. Because like I said, they're you know we've now got one, two, three, four, five, six out injured and we haven't got yeah. the biggest squad in the world senior squads 23 players when you take Taylor Moore yeah. out and he's gone for the season yeah well he's gone for good we reckon really don't we yeah but look, let's look at it yeah. 10 points gone Gary Johnson always used to say blocks of 10 10 points gone 13 points 1.3 points a game that extrapolates out at 60 points which is starting to take you 10th to 12th yeah. yeah if you beat yeah. if you beat uh, if you beat Peterborough, that's 16, 11, 16 played. If you beat, uh, sorry, 11 played, 16 points. If you say the next five, you know, between us, we're forecasting six points from the next five. So that would see us on 16 games played and uh, 22 points. Extrapolate that 16 games played is slightly more than a third of the season. But it's coming in in this. It's very easy to manipulate the numbers like this. But it's coming in about where we are now, isn't it? It's it's mid table, and if everybody, what you've, we're three points off the playoffs. Yeah, that's where we are. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I actually, I, I, when I do a review on the Bristol City Forum, I always put underneath. How many points off the playoffs and how many points above the final relegation place? Because those are the two places I look at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but but we've we've got a small squad and we can't afford to pick up injuries. Yeah. And um, we we really do need to to get. I think the international break could very well come at exactly the right time for us this yeah. time. Well, we hope and so. If we could win it, Peter, go into go into it with a win at Peterborough, then it gives. Um, not many players are away. I think it's only Thomas Callas. I don't know if if Callum's been fit in the um, been picked in the Republic of Ireland squad. Yeah. But um, you know he's the only one. They're the only ones that's going away. 
So it, it will give them time A to get the guys fit and B yeah. to work on some different some different tactics because we really do have to improve this cutting edge because we just yeah. you know I look at us and we don't we very rarely look like scoring. You, you're not up out your seat or anything like that, are you? Let's be honest. No. In fairness, the Fulham game, in fairness, the Fulham game was not bad. If every game was like that and we won some and lost some, I think I think we'd be broadly happy. I want to call time on it now, guys, because it's gone. Uh, we've been going for an hour. Ian, you talked about the jam window, who what's required, money to spend. Could a major player leave? I'm sure we can talk about that after uh, Peterborough on Saturday. I will be taking a listen yeah. to uh, the uh, three peeps in a podcast or uh, the unofficial uh, Bristol City uh, podcast uh, because this evening uh, they had pre-match and uh, post-match John Lansdowne. So uh, that's somebody who probably we'd never get on uh, on our podcast because the questions uh, we'd like to ask uh, I probably wouldn't get an answer but we're never going to go down that route um there we go we are the truly independent uh podcast of bristol city um and uh, long may it continue Forty thousand downloads as ian commented on twitter so thanks everybody for that and uh i just saw it come up on the podbean platform we've had uh, three thousand hours of live listening so um you know that's uh that's pretty good, I think, really. And we do it for fun. You know, uh, somebody said, well, why don't you get a sponsor? No, don't want to be enthralled to anybody. But I'm grateful, as always, to uh, Mark and Ian for your valued uh, contributions. Have a good... Re- yeah, go on. <laughs> I will be at London Road on Saturday with Lisa. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that means I will uh, I will attempt to uh, try and join in by phone. In the yeah, car, do that. In the car, that. Way back oh, yeah, it should be fine. House. It's feasible to do it. And even on Saturday, I may even have worked out how to use my new mic. I've got a thing on a boom now, so it looks like the guy who's on the other podcast as oh, though I'm in my own little studio here. And uh, oh, and God. and the musical interlude. If if you when you listen to this on the download which if you've got this far, you will be listening to it on the download. The musical interlude or the musical introduction, uh, this one, is uh, uh, the uh, the Lion Sleeps Tonight, which clearly they didn't. And I didn't You Can you remember the name of the group who had a hit with the Lion Hits? Lion Shits Tonight. Type Fit, 1982. 19, type Fit. Well, when I did the download off of uh, whatever it was, uh, it was something called not the Ramones, but something like that. But it's and and it sounds like the win away, the win away, which clearly it was. It's win away. No, but it sounds like win away. But there we go, yeah, guys yeah. and and everybody that's listened. I, I think uh, it's good to chip in with some of the names of uh, players from the past, and we'll uh, we'll do some more of that. But uh, as always, thanks for your uh, support and your listening people who are out there all the best see you saturday yeah, stay safe, bye. Everybody. thanks for bye. listening bye 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 bye